Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Why most of you are not going to get any tax deductions. I'm telling you right now, the vast majority of you, the vast, vast, vast majority of you are not going to get tax deductions. So when you hear someone say, you need the mortgage for the deduction, run for the hills because you are not going to get the deduction for the vast majority of us here in the United States. So welcome to Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel, the place you come to learn about how taxes affect your retirement planning and what you can do to make your retirement planning more efficient uh, when it comes to taxes and other sorts of retirement planning as well. So don't forget to subscribe down below. If you like what you see here, as always, subscribe and then hit the bell for notifications. So I want to share with you something here. Uh, I'm going to run a, an example. We're going to bring back Scott and Melissa. I've deleted everything they had because I want to show you a real world case. And well, actually, this isn't real world, but it could be uh, of, a, of a couple who have a large mortgage. I'm just going to show you how insane it is to be basing our income streams or whether or not to take a loan on mortgage interest deduction because it just doesn't happen. All right. So what we see here, we have an assets of uh, well, we can just break it down here. Uh, we have assets of 140 in cash, and that's just for savings. I should have deleted that. It doesn't matter. It's not going to be, nothing will result in that in this scenario that we're going to use. Let me make this a little bit bigger, actually. There we go. Uh, we have the primary home of 500000 and they have a mortgage of four thirty. All right, so we got a home of a, a joint between Scott and Melissa. Uh, right now, they got 70000 equity. So if we go up to profile, and we go over to net worth, I'll show you right here, and we go to the property. They bought the house uh, in 2015. They took a, right now it's worth $500,000. They took a $3,000 property tax. They pay $3,000 a year in property tax. Again, that has some meaning, but it won't be much. And they got $1,000 of insurance. Uh, there is a little bit of meaning to this in terms of why well, we're going to all tie this together. Trust me. All right. Now they have a loan. Uh, they originated the loan in 2017. Let's just say they refinanced uh, the original loan amount was uh, 450000 They've already paid down 10000 of it uh, or 20000 in principal. So they got $430,000 uh, balance outstanding. It's a 30-year term. All right. And so their monthly payment for principal and interest is 2416 Now, again, principal and interest, taxes. All right. So we get an insurance. So PETA, principal and interest is this, taxes and insurance are on this case, we're not escrowing it, it's our annual property tax and insurance. And let me just aside, take a side note here. If you're running retirement scenarios and you're not sidetracking or you're not having a separate line item for your taxes and insurance, and you're, and you're just saying my monthly payment is $3,500 a month, and then you're also, which includes your taxes and insurance, and then you're also including another line item for taxes and insurance, you're, you're double hurting yourself because you're not paying taxes and insurance twice. So either it is all included in your mortgage payment, like mine is, or you're only paying principal and interest and you have a second line item for annual property tax and, and annual insurance. I'm just telling you, when you go to the financial planning software, make sure you define is my mortgage and payment all encompassing between taxes and insurance, or is it solely just principal and interest? Ideally, you have two separate line items. You say principal and interest is $2,000 a month, and taxes and insurance are $500 a month. Ideally, you have that because once your principal and interest is paid, you're still going to have your taxes and insurance. All right, but anyway, so that's the gist. The gist is they got a $500,000 home. 
of which they owe 430000 on it, and they're, they have a 5% rate, uh, the interest rate. And so that is the gist of what we're looking at here. Now, in terms of income, uh, we had Scott making $75,000 a year, and Melissa stays home to raise the kids. So that's it, $75,000 a year in income, no other expenses other than the mortgage, and that is it. All right, so let's go. What we do here is we go to retirement, because I want to show it to you in the table form of how they break it down here. We just don't, I don't care about the probability of success because I'm not worried about a retirement plan. I want to show you how it comes to tax planning. All right, so $75,000 of income. All right, our expenses include our 4,000 a month living expenses and 40, was that 33,000 a month in housing. Again, that none of that matters in this case. I just want to show you their income and your housing expense. So in the housing expense, is all inclusive in terms of the uh, the mortgage and the interest. But again, at some point, the house is going to be paid off like right here. And you still want the mortgage, the interest and the tax. Uh, you still want the taxes and the insurance to carry on. So you see the housing is paid, the mortgage and interest, but they still carry on with a, their inter, their uh, taxes and their insurance. So at, at this stage, again, I, I, this doesn't matter. All I want to do is show you their taxes. And so here, uh, we still have FICA of taxes, $5,700 because he is working. And we have federal taxes right there, uh, $5,600. So what I want to do is I want to bring to you their tax form. All right. So watch this, my friends. All right. And this is fine. But I want to show you the 1040. Now watch this. So here's their 1040. Their wages and salary is $72,750. Uh, they, they are getting, what's that, 1% interest on their uh, their account there that they have in the bank. And, you know, that's fine. So their total AGI is $74,000. It's plain and simple, $74,000, all right? Now what we do is we go down to $74,000, and we have either a standard deduction of $24,000, or we have itemized deductions. So, huh, how are we get itemized deductions? So let's go and look at what they are, and we'll go to Schedule, uh, schedule A, your itemized deductions. Remember, we talked about the taxes that they pay. You can write that off up to $10,000. So you have a $3,000 property tax you can write off. And their mortgage interest is all of $21,326. So in this case, they're paying $21,326 in interest. Remember, but and then they got the $3,000 property tax. So their entirety of their deductions is $24,326. That's it. So if we go back to their... As, well, we go back to their 1040, I should say, the uh, the first line, they take 74000 AGI. They have 326 more than they had in terms of standard deduction. So that interest that's costing them $21,000, remember, you need the interest for the tax deduction. They're, not, they're only getting 326 more than their standard deduction when you factor the interest and their property tax. If you just look at the interest alone, they don't have enough to meet the standard deduction. And so in this case, they're saving all of, where's my trusty calculator? Uh, they're saving, they're going to be in a 12% tax bracket. So they're going to save all of 326 times 0.12. Uh, oops, 300, oops, 326 times 0.12. They're going to save all of $39.12 uh, because they have that mortgage deduction. Wow, fantastic. But they're paying $21,000 in mortgage interest. All right, so now let's just go forward a couple of years because what's going to happen is the mortgage interest will drop a little bit to the point I bet they don't even deduct anymore. So now we're in 2025 and their standard deduction is 278833. Uh, let's see where that comes from. And that's going to come from, uh, is it going to be because it's been 
inflated or is it going to be, let's see, this is 2019. We want to go to 2025. All right. So now we got $18,650 in, uh, in mortgage interest because they've been paying down some of the principal, which pays on the mortgage interest on a sliding scale. So every time they make a pre, uh, principal payment, uh, every time they make a mortgage payment, some of that money goes to principal, which reduces the amount of mortgage interest that you have. So they get eighteen thousand six hundred fifty mortgage interest, and now there's uh, property taxes because we do inflate both has gone up to three thousand three hundred seventy eight, which means at the end of the day their total itemized deductions are twenty two thousand oh twenty nine, and what does that mean? That they're totally taking off on their ten forty simply the standard deduction of twenty four thousand dollars might, and we inflate that a little bit too. That's two thousand nineteen. We got two thousand twenty five. They're taking the standard deduction of $24,000 in 2019 numbers, which gets inflated with inflation. And in 2025, uh, it's $27,833. So they're not taking any, any itemized deductions here at all. None whatsoever. All right. So this mortgage interest is actually hurting them. It's not making them money. So when people say you should get a mortgage because you can invest the money differently and get a tax deduction. The facts are you're not getting a tax deduction. In fact, watch this. I'm going to show you another thing here. This is from CRS, Congressional Research uh, Service, and this is from 2017, uh, September. So this is after uh, the, ta the Trump, no, before the Trump tax deductions went into account. I want to show you something here. All right. And that, this is going to be tough. You're not going to be able to read this report, but you, I'll put a link to it. I just want to show you the table. This is amazing to me. All right. Look at this. All right. This is from 2014. This is before the Trump tax deduction. So the Trump tax or tax cut. All right, so before that, we didn't know Trump was going to be in president here. This is 2014. If you're 100,000 or below, 46% uh, of people between 50 and 100,000 are itemizing. Only 17% of people uh, between 20,000 and uh, 50,000 are itemizing, and 5% of people less than uh, 20,000 or less. All right, but, but that's not even the interesting. Here's 100,000 or below. This is the average sum of itemizations. 19,000. That includes interest, that includes real estate tax, that includes charitable giving. This is in 2014. The average sum for 100,000 or below of itemizations. Now, that, that's all taxpayers, by the way. That means at a $24,000 standard deduction, uh, you need the average person needs another $5,000 of itemized deductions in order to just equal the standard deductions that they can get. That, and so, I mean, literally, the average person is going to be five, almost six, five thousand dollars underwater when it comes to standard deduction, my friends. And that's not including people who are above 65 because they get a higher standard deduction. Uh, that's just simply the average itemization of a person making a taxpayer file between 50 and $100,000 of income of AGI is only writing off $19,000. And again, the standard deduction for anybody under the age of 65 married filing jointly is 24,000. So these per people cannot even get a standard uh, an itemization because it's standard deduction is much higher. Even when we get to 200 category, the average is 25,598. And again, I, who knows where these people are in terms of their age, but let's just say, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll even say they're under 65. So they're getting off $1,598 more than their standard deduction. So when I hear that, oh, you need the mortgage to get a deduction, 
is simply not true. There is just no validity to that whatsoever. Because don't forget, the mortgage interest also includes a real estate tax, also includes any charitable contributions you're making as well. If it's just based on the mortgage interest alone, what I just showed you with Scott and Melissa, they're not getting any deductions, none whatsoever, other than that 326 in the first year. But after that, as their mortgage interest goes down on that sliding scale, they're losing them all. It's all going to standard deductions. So it doesn't make sense to borrow in order to think you're going to get a deduction. In fact, what I suggest to you, my friends, anytime you're doing financial planning, don't even think about the deduction because it's simply not likely to get. In fact, under the new tax law, less than 10% of the people of the taxpayers are going to get deductions. And I just showed you the chart. The vast majority of people simply aren't going to get itemization deductions. They're just not going to have a need for it because the standard deductions are too high. So let's do this real quick. Let's go back. We're just going to change the age of uh, of old um, Scott and Melissa. We're going to change it to 65 because uh, I want them to say, uh, see, they were born in one, what's that, 1953, I think. Is that right? Last name. So I could put them at, yeah, 65. And it will say she was born in 1953 as well. All right. So I want to just show you now what's going to happen when it comes to their um, their standard deduction. Let's go. Let's look at the tax. We're going to go to their details or 1040. And I bet here they don't even have a, uh, an itemization because now their standard deduction will be above the itemized return. And we got to do, uh, let me just show you. We got to change this to income. Uh, bear with me just one second. We're going to change income here. And we're going to say right there. Oops. We're going to say. There we go. Uh, Scott's right. Okay. Just so we got to change that over to goals. We want to say goals, retirement age. We're going to have them retiring at 68. There we go. All right, so we're gonna have a retirement at 68. Now watch, we can go to tax. That way they still have income coming in. Let's just make sure they do. And we're gonna go to details here. And they got 70, okay, so there's their income coming in. They got 74,150 is AGI, adjusted gross income. Come down here, subtract out their standard deduction. They have no itemization, they have none because their standard deduction right there is 26,600. So they're not itemizing. If we go back to the schedule A right there, Schedule A is they got $3,000 of real estate tax, like we already talked about. They still got $21,326 of interest, which means their total itemizations are $24,326. We match that with their standard deduction. Standard deduction divorce that, so no itemization whatsoever. And they will probably never itemize again. All right, so my friends, I hope that helps. I'll put a link to that uh, congressional uh, itemization report here in your, uh, in your in the show notes. This is a pretty interesting piece here by Sean Lowry. A lot of good stuff in here that you can look at. But uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. The vast, 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 vast majority of people are not going to deduct it. So when people start doing financial planning, saying, oh, you get a mortgage or you don't have to, you can deduct this or deduct that. It, just, it should just go out one ear and in, the, uh, in one ear and out the other because you're not going to do it. It's not. As always, if you like what you see here, don't forget to go to the blog at heritagewealthplanning.com. Don't forget to subscribe, comments, thumbs up, always helpful. And we'll see you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.